Hi everyone, how's everybody? It's 8.28 p.m. June 12th, 2021 on the California coastline. We were listening to Cheryl Spencer discuss passive income and Russell Brunson's audiobook in the last episode. And of course, we all have to think for ourselves when it comes to multi-level marketing, especially because there is a I'll call it a shelf life. There will be so many people that will do exceptionally well in a multi-level sales marketing pyramid. And then other people will just throw in money to make the other millionaires richer and richer. So I use all the caution and discretion and discernment with the information that other people give us about passive income, making money when we don't know their background, their education, their qualifications. So we're going to listen to for the first time I've heard this trailer on the anchor on the anchor podcasting network passive income group 360 Lisa Michelle is the host of the weekly Passive Income Group 360 podcast. She is a solo attorney who has embarked on an exciting journey towards financial freedom. And she's taking us all along for the ride. In 2018, she began growing her e-commerce businesses to create passive income and is poised to take them to the next level. She breaks down hidden tips and tricks and the best ways to get started with print-on-demand, affiliate marketing, and everything in between. This show is for the new and growing online entrepreneur. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a time to control your destiny. It's time to control your destiny. www.passiveincomegroup360.com
And again, let the buyer beware. Let the listener beware. I don't guarantee any of what these entrepreneurs or attorneys or millionaires, I don't guarantee any of their sales pitches or books or podcasts. I'm learning just sharing while I learn. Okay, her trailer I already played. And she has quite an extensive list of of episodes. The most recent episode is getting started on Pinterest. The other one before that, five ways, five ways to get more sales. Uh, Let's keep going down the list. One is, she has something on start. Email marketing. Ten ways to get more sales. Ten drop shipping tips. How to make money sailing. Pinterest strategies. Do I need a website? Why is my credit score so important? Legit businesses, ways to be more productive. Don't worry. Six more easy factors. What are the different types? One key to starting. What is SEO and is it? Important. Okay. The description box about this episode. SEO or search engine optimization is extremely important for anyone who is trying to sell online. Host Lisa Michelle breaks it down for you. Have ideals for the show? Visit w.passiveincomegroup360.com forward slash podcast and leave your comments or leave a message if you are listening on the Anchor platform. Join us every Friday morning at 7 a.m. Until next time. Passive Income Group 360. Alright, this is episode 21, December 4th, 2020. What is SEO and is it important? It's 15 minutes and 47 seconds
Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos. Uh, welcome, and I appreciate you being here. Without you, I would literally be here talking to myself. <laughs> so I appreciate you being here. I'm um, realizing it is, wow, almost the end of the year, and the holidays are right around the corner. And uh, Christmas is, I believe, on a Friday this year. So I'm not sure that there'll be an episode, a new episode that day. But uh, if I do decide to uh, take a break and not post an episode, I'll let you know uh, either next week or the week after. Um, Today, I want to talk about um, an issue that comes up a lot. I've been getting a lot of questions lately from people who are selling different items, products, or services from um, different websites, and they're just not getting the traffic that they were expecting. They are comfortable that their designs or their products are of good quality, and they don't think it's that. So typically, when you're offering something on a website and you're not getting traffic, it's not because the item is no good, because people aren't even getting a chance to see it. Chances are the issue is search engine optimization, or SEO, or the lack thereof in your listing. And that's a big problem, because if people are actually seeing your products and not purchasing, then you can kind of tweak it or, or maybe see what may be flawed in the design and try different things. But if you're not even being seen, then you don't even have an opportunity to find out whether or not they would like your product or service because they're not finding you. And, you know, I just wanted to stress the importance of making sure that anything you are listing online for sale, whether it's a product or service, it's got to be optimized for search. doesn't matter what the platform is. Even if you just have a website Um, and you're advertising with Google. Well, let's say you're not advertising with Google. You're not paying Google ads. Optimization is just making sure that whatever phrases, keywords, Um, descriptions that you have in a listing online um, is optimized so that anyone searching for your particular item can find it. So, for example, let's say I I sell women's shoes and I sell um, boots and uh, sneakers. I have to anticipate that someone may go on Google and type in the search women's boots, right, or women's leather boots, or women's um, uh, running shoes. So I have to make sure that those particular phrases are in my 
description or, or on my website somewhere, wherever I want to drive traffic. I have to make sure that those terms are included there. Otherwise, who would find it, right? You, can, you can't just list it one time and then hope, you know, that someone will find your particular site out of a billion. So you've got to optimize it. So if you're selling on a platform like Etsy, for example, they have a, give you an opportunity to name your product. Um, you have an opportunity to describe it and you can at assign attributes to it. So you can say whether or not, you know, what color the item is, if it's a, a shirt, a short sleeve, v-neck, long sleeve, and you can use up to three, uh, 13 tags. So between the description, the tags, and the title, you have to make sure that you put in terms that real people are actually going to search for. So if I'm selling abstract art, I can't say, you know, uh, you know, large, whimsical fantasy painting, because who's going to actually put that in a search term? You know what I mean? You have to put real phrases in that someone may actually use. And then when you assign the tags, assign the tags so that they actually tie into the, to the title and the description. You want to use all the same keywords and phrases in all three places because that optimizes your listing. You don't want to do um, a title that, you know, it's let's say we did do um, whimsical uh, fantasy painting. And then in the tags, I use totally different words. You want to put in whimsical, you want to put in fantasy, you want to put in painting. Um, and after doing you know, some research to find out what people are actually looking for, include those phrases in all three places. That'll increase your chances of being found. And that goes pretty much, that applies pretty much to every um, platform that you're on. Even if you're selling on a print-on-demand site and then give you a chance to, you know, name your product or your items and describe them. You have to title them things that people are actually going to search for. If you have a t-shirt that just has a, a smiley um, emoji on the front, you don't want to name the t-shirt um, happy-go-lucky top because I don't know if anyone will search for that. Right? You could just put in a uh, yellow smiling emoji t-shirt. I think that has a higher chance of being searched for. So you want to use that name. And then in the description, you want to put the same thing. Yellow smiley face emoji t-shirt. Right? That way, your listing is more optimized and you have a higher chance of being found. If you have a website and you have a blog, you know, there are a lot of blogs. So if you want to be found in the search, you have to do the same thing. Uh, think about what you're writing about and, um, you know, make sure that you have the same terms in your the title of your article. You have to have the same keywords in throughout the blog, not just one time. But if you're writing about, um, uh, let's say it's a personal blog about your weight loss journey. If the title of the blog is, you know, how I lost a hundred pounds in six months, you definitely want to make sure that you mention the same keywords throughout your blog. 
about losing weight in six months, about losing 100 pounds, Lose, how I lost 100 pounds in six months, you know, my secret to how I lost 100 pounds in six months, um, how I teach other people to lose 100 pounds. You know, you want to mention it throughout the blog, not so that it's ad nauseum, but just so that Google will pick up on it and that people who are searching, you know, hey, I want to lose 100 pounds, if they put that in, you have a higher chance of being found. Also, if you have images in your blog, you want to name the photo before you upload it into your blog post. So if you're downloading free images or stock photos from some website, um, sometimes the name, you know, may be like, like a string of characters. You know, rename it. Uh, so if it's a picture of maybe a before and after picture of someone that you found, like stock photos, you want to rename the photo a woman who lost 100 pounds and then save it to your blog. Um, you also want to change the alt text. Um, so if you're familiar with website design at all or even posting blogs, they give you a chance to describe the picture that you put in. So you want to make sure that you name the picture and then also assign the alt text to also say, you know, woman who lost 100 pounds. And that way, if someone's Googling um, different images and they want an image of someone who may have lost 100 pounds, your image may actually pop up. And if they click on it, it'll take them to your blog. So you want to take every opportunity that you have to, um, you know, use the same keywords, use related keywords, um, and just use real phrases that people actually search for. Now, there's a whole lot <laughs> that goes into search engine optimization. This is just kind of scratching the surface for people who are really just getting started. But ideally, in addition to doing what I just said, um, you want to really search to find out which keywords are less competitive. So if you were actually writing a blog post about losing 100 pounds and you put that in the Google search, uh, losing 100 pounds, you would get a lot of a lot of entries. So you'd want to first find out what phrase or what keyword would give you the best opportunity to be found. So maybe um, losing 100 pounds in six months on a vegan diet um, would be less competitive or losing 100 pounds in six months without exercising. You know what I mean? That's, it narrows the search down and it lessens the competition a little bit. So that it's not as general as just saying, you know, losing, losing 100 pounds in six months. So you have to do some research before you um, do any of this, really, um, to make sure that not only are you putting in the right terms, but you are uh, making it so you're not competing with as many other, um, with as many websites. And hopefully that, that makes sense. Um, you can do the same thing with Etsy, with the listings. You don't want to put in a search term that'll pull up 100,000 results because that really lessens the chance of you being found. If you're selling sterling silver bracelets, you don't want to title your listing sterling silver bracelet because it, I mean, it'll really bring up 100,000 results probably. You want to put in sterling silver jewelry with elephant charm or something figure out something that distinguishes you from everybody else who's selling a sterling silver bracelet and name it that. And 
you know, they give you space to put in more than just that. You know, so depending on what you're selling, use a bunch of keywords, you know, that have uh, less competition and put them all in the title, in the description, and in the tags. Um, that That's really the best way to, to be found. And um, in addition to even that, so now we've got um, searching the competition to make sure that there aren't as many people um, that you're competing with. Um, and we talked about making sure that your title, description, tags, whatever opportunity you have to name your item are using real phrases and um, specifically addresses or specifically describes what you're selling. And the third part is also to make sure that there is an audience, um, that there are people out there who actually are buying what you're offering. That's another part of it. So if you do your research and you see, oh, okay, this really is not much competition here. I, I put this title in the search bar on Etsy and I only got 10 results. Well, that may not be good because maybe that means no one is looking for the item that you're selling, right? If, if, if it's too few searches, um, then you may not have enough of an audience to sell to. So you wanna try to find a sweet spot where you've got people who are looking for the item, but not a ton of people who are selling the same item. And it takes a little bit of research, a little bit of trial and error, um, but just keep those things in mind. Um, you may not run into that problem so much with, well, if you have a blog, you may run into the same issue. If you're writing on something that's so obscure that no one's looking for it, it may be harder um, to have your, your blog, you know, um, read <laughs> if there's no one searching for it. So anyway, just keep those three things in mind. Um, but SEO is extremely important, especially now. There's so many websites out there, so many blogs. Um, there's a lot of stuff online. So just look at what you're selling. Um, try to think of things that make it unique. Try to think of different ways to uh, phrase what you're selling, but still make sure that you're keeping it within the phrases that real people would actually um, search for real terms that actually actual people would use okay but yeah so that's that's gonna do it and I hope that's helpful um, I'll probably go into it a little more in depth maybe just focusing on one particular platform um, but if you have any um, suggestions on a particular platform you'd like me to talk about in terms of SEO please go to the website passiveincomegroup360.com forward slash podcast that'll let you add your comments there and um yeah so that'll do it for me hope that you have a great day hope that you're safe and healthy and um be well and until next time peace i really hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace. You were listening to the podcast on Anchor by Lisa.
Michelle, the title, what is SEO and is it important? December 4th, 2020, episode 21. The next episode from the same podcast is episode number six, August 14th, 2020. The title is Affiliate Marketing Legit. About this episode, Lisa Michelle introduces affiliate marketing and gives examples of how it can be used. If you are interested in affiliate marketing and how it works with or without a website, check out this overview. She answers the question of whether it is legit and whether It can make us money. Listen to hear what she said. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And join us at Passive Income Group 360.com for more content. for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no started. Hi everybody, welcome back. This is Passive Income Group 360. It's your host, Lisa Michelle. I really hope that this is even recording because I didn't test out the microphone or anything. I just hooked it up and just started talking. So wish me luck (laughs) and I hope that at the end of this I'll actually have something recorded. But I appreciate you being here. Um, And I appreciate everyone who has reached out to me via email, everyone who has left comments for me via the website. I really appreciate the feedback and the comments and the questions. So please keep them coming. PassiveIncomeGroup360.com. So today I want to talk about something that I get a lot of questions about, something that I'm still learning about myself, which is affiliate marketing. So if you've ever asked yourself or asked someone else, what is affiliate marketing? Is affiliate marketing legit? a scam? Can you really make money from it? This episode will definitely be for you. So first of all, what what is affiliate marketing? It's basically just you getting paid to promote someone else's product. It can be a physical product, it can be a service, it can be a whole range of things, but you basically are becoming 
that company or that individual's partner. You're, you're their affiliate. And they want to do as much as they can to help you sell so that they make money. And then you want to do as much as you can to sell so you make money. So it really is a partnership. And it's not hard to get started. You can either get started through an affiliate uh, network, something like uh, ClickBank or CJ Affiliates, there's ShareASale, there's JVZoo, there's Impact. 24 digit store there are a ton of affiliate networks out there and there are a lot of companies where you can just go straight through them to uh, become a part of their affiliate program so I'm not an affiliate for Target but just you know for an example um, you may be able to go to Target's website and usually if you scroll down to the bottom of the page of the home page you'll see a link for affiliates or for an affiliate program and you can click there and they'll either give you some way to sign up right there or they'll direct you to their affiliate network. So it just depends on the company. But it's, it's not usually difficult to um, become an affiliate. Now, some of them do require that you have a website with an audience. So they may ask you, you know, how do you plan on promoting my products and how many, you know, visitors do you have to your site each month? How much traffic are you getting? And they may deny you if you don't have, you know, a large following or a large audience. But there are a ton of uh, companies out there that will let you become an affiliate without, you know, having that type of traffic. And like I said, you can become an affiliate for companies that are offering digital products or physical products. And the way you make money is you become an affiliate and then in turn, they'll assign you a unique link. So you'll have your own ID number or, you know, your own identifier so that when you put that link on, let's say you put it on a website if you've got a blog. You put that link in your blog and if someone clicks on it, the company will know that that's your unique code. So they can track your progress that way. This way you know that you'll definitely get paid because you're the only one that's got that particular link. Now, sometimes you'll get paid a small commission for someone just clicking on the link and sometimes you'll actually only get a commission if someone clicks on the link and then makes a purchase and then in addition to that sometimes you only get paid if someone clicks on your link and makes a purchase within a finite period of time so the cookie that they're giving you or the company is giving you may only be good for 30 days so if someone clicks on your link, and let's say they add the product to their cart, but they don't purchase that product within 30 days, you may not get credit for that sale. So when you're joining any affiliate program, you definitely want to read the terms just to make sure you're clear on you know, what types of clicks or what types of purchases you'll get credit for, what percentage you'll actually receive, um, how long it will take you to receive the payment, because they're all different. So definitely make sure that if, if it's something that you're interested in, be careful to read you know, the terms of your contract with that particular network or uh, company. Now, I mentioned that you could put the link in a blog if you have a blog, but you don't necessarily have to have a blog. It may make it a little bit easier to do, but you don't have to have one. We'll, we'll come back to that. So let's assume that you do not have a blog. 
how are you supposed to promote this link? Well, you would put the link everywhere. If you've got, and everyone's got an email, you could put a link at the in your signature um, box at the bottom. Um, you can go on Pinterest. You can create pins to advertise whatever product it is you're selling. Let's say you're selling um, some type of a dog bed because you're an affiliate for a pet company. You can create a pin and the affiliate will probably have graphics and different things, logos and banners that you can use to create, you know, pins on Pinterest and banners and things like that on different websites. So you would go to the website, maybe get their logo, um, get some type of language that you can put into your ad and create a pin, and put it on Pinterest, and then put your affiliate link in the pin. So anytime someone sees your pin, they say, oh, wow, I'm interested in dogs. They've got boards. If you're familiar, if you're familiar with Pinterest, you know that there are different boards that people have. Um, maybe we should do a different episode on Pinterest, just in case you're not familiar with that. But Pinterest is basically a search engine where you can create different boards for different subjects. And then within each board, you would put different pins that would apply to the different boards that you have. So if someone's a dog lover, they may have different boards related to dogs and then put different pins in those boards for each specific topic. So if you had a board for um, training your dog to go to the bathroom outside, you could put pins in there related to that. You may have a board with dog sweaters and you would put pins in there, you know, pictures or articles about, you know, dog sweaters and so on. So if you don't have a website to put your link, you can always create pins and then put whatever product you have on your pin and then put it in a board um, where it would actually fit, where it would make sense. So let's say you did want to become an affiliate for PetSmart or some other, you know, dog store or dog or pet company. You would go on Pinterest and create boards um, either for animals, depending on what other affiliate programs you're you're involved in, um, but you would definitely have a board for dogs and you would create pins for your affiliate. This way, if someone clicked on your pin or saved your pin or shared your pin with someone else, um, every time they click on that link, your affiliate would know that you're supposed to get credit for either that click or that purchase or whatever it is that, you know, whatever agreement that you have with the affiliate. So you don't have to have a website. You can promote um, your affiliate link on Pinterest. You can put it in um, social media posts. So if you're active in um, Facebook or on uh, Twitter or Instagram, you can create different posts and include your link. They don't really, I know Instagram does not really allow people to click like outside of Instagram, but you can still put those links there so people can see them. Um, yeah, and then just share the link everywhere you, you possibly can to get credit. So now, if you do decide that you wanted to start a blog, I think, I mean, the blog is more work, but I think it makes it easier for you to share your link that way. So let's say we decided to stick with the, with the pet uh, niche. You can set up a dog blog and write posts that will drive traffic to that blog. So you have a dog blog, 
you're writing articles about how to train dogs, uh, where to find rescue dogs, how to care for, bathe, you know, etc. You could put in your affiliate links in your blog posts. So you just kind of write around, you know, whatever product it is that you're selling from that particular um, company. So let's say you're an affiliate, like we said, with Petco or PetSmart, and they have links to their bedding products. So if you're writing an article saying, okay, top 10, uh, you know, dog beds for small dogs, you can write your blog post, and then within the blog post, you could embed your affiliate link. And if someone clicks on it, it'll take them to that dog bed on Petco or PetSmart's website. And if they purchase it, you'll receive a small commission. So if you have a blog, you know, it's easier to find ways to embed the links, but then you've got to write the blog posts. So, you know, it just kind of depends on which way you want to go. Would you rather just not have the website and create pins and, and posts on social media and Pinterest and do it that way? Or are you interested in writing articles and then putting your affiliate links within the article? It just kind of depends on, on what your preference is. Um, so in addition to these other affiliate networks, there's also Amazon. Amazon's got an affiliate program, and theirs is easy to get into. Um, you just go ahead to Amazon Associates. You fill out your little application. They'll approve you. And then you can share links to any product you want uh, on Amazon, which is great because everyone recognizes the Amazon logo. So if they see that you've got links to an Amazon product in your blog or anywhere else, I think that they're you know, maybe more likely to trust, trust it. But the only thing is the Amazon affiliate program, I mean, their commissions are so low. You know, depending on the category of products you're, I guess, promoting, the commission is not very high at all. But I guess the plus side is that, you know, if you do have an Amazon link somewhere and I guess a potential customer clicks on that link, when they go to Amazon, let's say they click on your link for the dog bedding, but then they decide to do their Christmas shopping at the same time, you'll get the commission based on everything that's in their cart. So that's the plus side. Um, even though the commission's small, chances are, you know, if they buy other products, you know, including whatever your affiliate link was, you'll get you'll get credit for, for everything in the cart. So that's good. So is affiliate marketing legit? Yes, it's legit. Uh, it can be lucrative, but like anything else, it takes time and it'll take some amount of effort. So either you're creating you know, the post. And actually, even if you do have a blog post, you should still create um, social media posts with your link in it. You want to try to get that link out to as many people as you can. And you should still, you know, do the pins on Pinterest, even if you have a blog. But the good thing is, if you don't want to do the blog, you can still do um, affiliate marketing. And as far as Pinterest goes, if you're familiar with how to pin there, um, there's a program called Tailwind that allows you to schedule out your pins. So it's recommended that, you know, you, that you post like five pins, 10 pins, 15 pins a day on Pinterest on different boards um, to advertise or market your different products. But if you don't have time to create 
all these different pins every day to post. Tailwind is um, it's a website or an app that will allow you to schedule out your pins at one time for, you can do the whole month. So you can sit there for maybe an hour, a couple of hours, create your uh, pins in you know, a program like Canva, something like that, and then upload them to Tailwind. And then you tell Tailwind when you want them to be posted. So that's a huge time saver, you know, if you're interested, you know, in going that route where you want to advertise your affiliate links on Pinterest. I would highly suggest you look into Tailwind. Tailwind is a program that is recognized by Pinterest. So, you know, there may be some other apps or programs that are out there that claim to do the same thing, but they're not really affiliated with Pinterest. But Tailwind has a thumbs up on Pinterest to go ahead and schedule those pins. So I would, I would trust that, you know, my account wouldn't be, um, you know, closed because I'm using, you know, some type of third party service. So it's safe. All right. So I hope that answers your question um, or questions regarding, oh, before I go, there's one more thing that I did want to say about using the blog for the affiliate marketing links. If you're doing, let's say we go back to the dog niche. If you're doing a post specific to one particular um, area, let's say your article is going to be about training uh, puppies, bring puppies home. How do I train my puppy to go to the bathroom outside? You have to be careful that when you create your blog post and give it a name, that you make sure that the name that you give your post is one that will come up in the search engines because you want people to be able to find your blog post. So if you name your post, how do I, uh, I guess you would say, how would I potty train? I don't know how you phrase that for a dog. How do I train my puppy? There are probably a thousand, uh, like a thousand websites that'll pop up in Google if you put that in. And it'll be really hard for your blog, especially if it's new, to rank high enough in the search results for people to actually find your blog. So what you have to do is go to someplace like um, Uber Suggest. They have a free tool that you can use to search uh, keyword phrases. And keyword, I think it's keyword finder. Keyword finder. Yeah, keyword finder. And you can put in different... Um, different phrases and they'll tell you what the competition is for that particular phrase. So you want to make sure that you word your blog post title in a way that has high traffic but low competition. So just be careful before you create your blog posts that you run it through something like Keyword Finder or Uber Suggest to find a way to phrase it that'll make it more likely for your blog post to be seen on the first page of the Google search results. That's important. And even if, even if you're not doing affiliate marketing and you just have a blog and you just and you're blogging without the links, still make sure that when you're naming the, the, your blog post, when you're doing your titles, that you phrase it in a way that'll give you a good chance of being seen. So instead of saying, you know, how could I potty train or how could I train my new puppy? Um, you could phrase it maybe and say um, the best way to train a new cockadoodle or 
the best way to train a cockadoodle in seven days, something like that, where you're not going to have a ton of other websites that are going to pop up with the same exact, you know, same exact title. All right, that's one thing that I wanted to mention. And that just goes across the board. If you've got a, a blog or any type of website, just make sure that the titles that you're putting in your blog give you a good chance of, of ranking. All right, so you want the high search volume, but you don't want the high competition. Okay, so I hope that makes sense for you. And um, I hope I answered your questions regarding affiliate marketing. And um, yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode. But please remember to follow me uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit PassiveIncomeGroup360.com for more content. All right, thank you so much. Have a great day, and I will see you next Friday. Peace. really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace. Well, (laughs) that was worth, I think, 20 minutes or so. Just... Make it plain, cut through all the hype, and just give people the information without all the the misinformation. So just be careful, be aware that when people get into these um, different multi-level marketing pyramid schemes, I Sorry, I have to call it a pyramid scheme. A lot of those pyramid schemes are not legit. But she did mention that affiliate marketing is a legit business. We just have to be careful about who we listen to and who we buy from. Because a lot of the YouTube videos on passive income... They are simply intending for you, for us to pass our income over to them. We stay passive and that while they actively get wealthy. So, so thank you for listening. Be careful. I think she mentioned some things that I want to check out. The Tailwind app. And the other one, I'm not understanding what she said. Just app or something, some other app. But um, her, her website is PassiveIncome360.com. And that was her podcast episode number six. Dated August 14th, 2020. The title is Affiliate Marketing Legit. And her, her podcast is called Passive Income Group 360. Thank you for listening.